Hey everybody, it's Alicia with the Wake Up Skinny podcast. You can check everything out at the website at this-authentic-life.com and the YouTube channel. Today, I want to go over something a little bit off topic, a little bit, because I we've been going through this Think and Lose Weight series and that's been wonderful and I need to take a little break from it. Just because <laughs> I write all of that content and I've been writing all that content nonstop for a long time, constantly, like three months nonstop. <laughs> so I had to let the juices refill a little bit for the, uh, the writing juices refill a little bit. So anyway, that's kind of a weird metaphor, but... So as I was thinking this week on what I wanted to talk about, I really wanted to revisit an idea I we touched on a little bit in the Think and Lose Weight principle for auto-suggestion. And that principle was about how we talk to ourselves. And it is so worth revisiting because it is so powerful. And I was literally just sitting here thinking about what I wanted to talk about this week. Oftentimes, I will write my podcast as my blog content. And then I just have this really cheat way of giving you really good content. (laughs) I own it. (laughs) Ah, But so this week, I didn't do that. So I was just brainstorming topics to think about. And this whole year, I've been working on getting the baby weight off. And a couple of things I've been revisiting. You know, when I had the weight loss surgery, the surgery really helps the body get into weight loss mode. And you have an 18-month honeymoon period where the weight will just fall off. And I was thinking about why is that? So if we walk logically through what happens in a gastric bypass surgery, we'll start at the very beginning. And that's the decision to go under the knife for surgery. And if we really think about the auto-suggestion principle, just from the very beginning, beginning of a weight loss journey, we can really think about what it is to change our mindset right at the very beginning. So the, the, the first thought that comes into your mind is, I think I want gastric bypass. <laughs> and it probably pops into your mind in a bunch of different ways. Maybe you're so frustrated. Maybe you're on the floor in the shower crying. <laughs> um, and you just are like, man, I'm just out of options. And that's when you decide to get help. That's how it was for me anyway. So even before you are making your weight loss surgery decision, you are going through all the motions of dieting and doing the diet and trying really hard and and just not seeing progress and not seeing anything and eating cookies for lunch and wondering why you're failing. And I'm not pointing anybody's fingers at anybody. I'm pointing, you know, out what I did in my experience. So if this is 
feeling too close to home for you. It's all from my experience. But then you go to the doctor. So you have that whole time where you're like, I'm doing it. I'm going to go check out the doctor. And what's happening in that very, those steps is you are telling yourself that you're going to start a journey and you're going to do a journey and you're going to do some work. When you do that, you start talking to yourself differently. You start saying, okay, well, we're going to have to start eating differently one day. We're not going to be able to eat like this in the future. You know, oh, I'm going to miss my cookies. Or we're setting the foundation for a surgery to come. And it's really strange because we don't think about that in that way, usually at that moment. Usually we're just thinking about, I need surgery. I need it now. I need to do the things I need to do. And you're not self-aware that what you're doing is you're changing your behaviors. Like you're making the baby steps of changing your behaviors. When I was starting my weight loss, I I wasn't actually starting a journey. Okay, I have to lose maybe like 50 pounds to get back to where I was. I want to lose 50 pounds to get back to where I was, but I'm outside of that 18-month weight falling off window. Now I have to work again as if I never had surgery. And, you know, some people might say like, oh, that's not true. You know, you'll have surgery and it'll be with you for the rest of your life. But outside of that weight, that weight loss surgery window of 18 months, it's as if I am going back in again. I mean, people have revision surgery where they go back to the doctor and they go back under the knife and they tighten up their pouch again. You know, I'm five years out and that's not uncommon for somebody to do five years out. I don't necessarily want to do that yet, maybe one day, but I don't know. I don't feel like I need to. I feel like I understand what I need to do. But when I was going through the website and listing out all this content for how do you lose weight, I wasn't really focused on my personal weight and what I was doing daily. I was focused more on like, What did I do way back when? (laughs) And so this actually occurred to me a couple weeks ago. I was like, I'm going to do the nine day pouch reset diet. And I'm going to, you know, redo this whole thing as if I was back on surgery. And I didn't really prepare very much. And I just kind of went... I wrote, I mean, I did my research and I wrote the blog and I really well researched it, but I didn't want to do it (laughs) because day one is just liquids only. Day two and three is like protein shakes. Day four and five is, um, smushy foods again. And then you have to reintroduce the semi-solids and then you can reintroduce the crunchy foods and oh man I kind of maybe had a little PTSD (laughs) when I was like I don't want to do this (laughs) I don't know if anything will make me go back on a liquids diet I mean I was on liquids for like weeks you guys and there was a point in my weight loss like yeah I lost 30 pounds in a month but it's because I didn't 
chew anything. I drank everything. I don't know if I can do it again, even for a day. Because when I when I set out that I was going to only do it for a day, there, I don't know, because I was working out and you know using up my energy and having two little children and. I did it for most of the day at work and then I got home and my husband was like you're still going to cook dinner right and I just wanted to punch him in the face and I at the end of the night was like nope I gotta have something crunchy and so I did I ate something crunchy and then it all fell apart I mean I didn't even make it a whole day you guys I've lost 170 pounds and I did that for a year (laughs) but I didn't mentally prepare I didn't I just jumped in as if, oh my gosh, as if I had never had this weight loss journey where I learned what I needed to do and learned what failure was guaranteed, you know, like the actions that would guarantee failure. And I just did this stupid nine day diet without doing any of the things I knew that would be successful. And then I failed. But I will say, I did not feel like a failure afterwards. I kind of laughed at myself and was like, well, after the nine days was over, what was my goal anyway? Because the nine-day diet pouch reset really is not for you to lose weight. It's really for you to reset your actions around food. I don't have terrible actions around food. I have some areas for improvement. I'll admit to that one, but I don't have bad, toxic relationship with food anymore. And personally, as I'm going through this nine day diet, you know, researching, what do you do? What do you eat? What are you supposed to be doing? It's all the same things I've been writing about all year. Like it's the same behaviors around food I've been writing about. And so I really sat down and thought, well, man, you know, after the nine days was over, what would my day have looked like and really it would have been to cut out sugars and cut out carbs and bready carbs and I mean I I most we we mostly eat like that at home we don't buy a lot of sugar and we don't buy a lot of bready carbs anyway but it was really kind of a nice practice to go through because it reminded me in a very visceral, like a very tangible, painful way (laughs) that you can't just jump into a cleanse and expect to lose 20 pounds. I have a girlfriend who's getting married in September and she was asking me, how do I drop this weight fast? And it's like, well, (laughs) you don't. Unless you just want to starve. And if you want to starve and you have the willpower to starve, then sure, you can drop 30 pounds in a month. But then when you start eating, you're just going to gain it all back. So I don't want to do that. I'm sure she doesn't want to do that. I don't know. Nobody really wants that. We just want to be over. We just want to go straight to maintenance mode. In going straight to maintenance mode is possible if you know how to cut out all the garbage in the meantime. And I do really believe that cleanses are helpful. I don't think that I'll want to do a liquid diet cleanse again, though. I, you know, 
it wasn't so much that I was hungry. It was so much that I flashbacked to my first marriage where my husband, my first husband ate pizza every night in front of me as I was coming out of surgery. And because I wasn't making him dinner and he couldn't make himself dinner. So he had to go buy his pizza and eat it in front of me or his fast food. And I'm still hurt by that. I, I need to do some soul searching and figure out how to heal from that. You know, so when my current husband was like, well, you're still going to make dinner. It, I feel bad sort of for him because (laughs) I was like, Oh man, I reacted with all the vengeance of my first marriage. And that's not fair. But it's also not fair to ask somebody who's on a liquid diet to make you dinner. So, we'll just say that too. So, things that I would do next time. And things, lessons learned. So, the very, going way back to my point of this whole thing. At the very beginning, when you decide that you're going to go in for surgery, when you decide that you're going to go on a diet, the number one step is not to go on your diet. The number one step is to start talking to yourself and telling yourself, we're going to be going on a diet. We're, we're going to be changing habits. When we do those things, what am I going to miss? What's going to be really hard for me? What am I going to look at and say, oh, I just feel so deprived because I can't have that. That's where we need to spend like maybe a week or two just eating normal looking at our eating habits and saying, what is the thing that I go to when I'm in a really bad mood? What is that food? What is the replacement food or the substitution that I can find for that food? So that when I have that moment where I say, oh my gosh, it's just been such a day. I'm going to go treat myself to blank. What is the food that we put in that blank or alcohol or drink or sugary coffee or something? What is it? And that's when we need to say, what else could it be? When I'm in crisis and I am determined to go to eat the cookies, am I going to go eat the cookies? Like, is that an agreement I have with myself that I'm going to go crash emotionally and I'm going to go eat a back box of cookies? If that's an agreement I have with myself ahead of time, well, then I'm not breaking a diet when I go do that. And it's a really important thing to do. Uh, to set yourself up for success in this way. It might seem like a silly, like, oh, you're just cheating your diet. And, and that's not true. What is What we're doing is we're recognizing when we need coping behaviors and better coping mechanisms. And then we're working to replace those bad coping behaviors with good coping mechanisms. But you can't just do it cold turkey. Cold turkey doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't work. It takes... I mean, perfect example, my nine-day gastric bypass diet. Cold turkey does not work. You have to prepare for this. And that's when, before we even start dieting, we have to say, I really love oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. And the reason I love them is because when I sink my teeth into them, they're soft. And then I get that hit of sugar. And then I feel comforted, like my stomach feels satisfied and all of those things make everything feel better and that's fine when we are doing it on purpose but what's the thing that I could substitute my chocolate chip cookie for 
A lot of times it's going to be for me personally, something soft, something where I can wrap myself up. Maybe I'm getting myself like a fizzy seltzer water drink with cut up lime and blueberries. I mean, something really bougie that it just feels like a treat. And I can say, I'm giving myself a treat. It's not going to be cookies, but it's going to be this thing that I do. I'm going to get up from wherever I am, or I'm going to leave the room, or I'm going to go into the kitchen and I'm going to cut the limes and I'm going to cut them beautifully. And then I'm going to get this one specific fancy looking cup and I'm going to put all the ice in that cup and I'm going to fill up the cup with my seltzer water and then I'm going to sprinkle the blueberries on top and put my lime in there. And this is going to be my super bougie, super luxury, no calorie treat. And then I'm going to go curl up with my very soft fleecy blanket and I'm going to play my game on my phone and I'm just going to take five minutes and I'm going to just treat myself comfortably for these five minutes until I'm recovered. And in that way, we're replacing this chocolate chip oatmeal cookie with this really good self-care behavior that's not destructive. You know, in the moment, the cookie doesn't feel destructive, but it's a destructive action for me to eat 12 cookies. <laughs> Do you know what I bought today at lunch? <laughs> Are you getting a little hint? But it's it's more destructive. And ultimately, I'm getting the same comfort level. At the end of this process, I will feel calm. I will have been distracted. I will be able to face head on whatever triggered me today. I will feel even better because I did something that actually refreshed me. I hydrated in a very fancy way that made me feel loved and made me feel feel felt that made me feel cared for. And that is way better than stuffing my face full of cookies. But I need to know that when I'm headed toward, you know, the cookie section, that I need to, because we go on autopilot and we don't even know we're doing it until it's already happened. And then we beat ourselves up. So it's, it, it takes a level of self-awareness and it all starts with that auto suggestion, that self-talk. We're going on a diet. When I go on a diet, man, I'm really going to start missing. I'm really going to, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to really miss my blank coffee. I'm really going to miss all that sugar. I'm really going to miss that martini after work. I'm really going to miss whatever. It doesn't even matter. You, what matters is that you are recognizing that that's what you're missing. And you're going to say, oh, whenever I start to feel drawn toward that thing, I know that's my cue to go do this other thing. Like, I'm going to have to get up from my desk. I'm going to have to, you know, walk away from that conversation. I'm going to have to take a time out. And sometimes it's as literally, sometimes it takes you saying, hey, time out. I need a time out. I cannot process. I cannot do this. 
And that is a very hard but very mature thing to do, is just to tell whoever you're around, okay, I know we're in crisis. I cannot handle this crisis right now. I need five minutes. Anybody who you say that to, if they're a mature adult, will be like, oh, okay, we have five minutes. If you're in an extreme emergency, we don't have five minutes. You do it right this minute. You say, okay, I will do it right this minute, but then you give me five minutes afterward. (laughs) You have to set those boundaries and you have to enforce them because otherwise what's going to happen is you're going to get home or even on your way home from work or whatever after the event triggered you you're going to go to food and you're going to be sabotaging and you're not even going to I mean it's not going to make you feel better but you're on that track and so we have to do the really hard work of redirecting the track and that's when we just start at the very beginning I'm going on a diet when I go on a diet I'm really going to miss this food We just want to go straight into maintenance mode and we just want to skip the really hard weight loss mode but we can't really skip the really hard weight loss mode unless you want to maintain the weight you're at right now (laughs) I don't think that's true for everybody you could go into maintenance mode and drop the weight really slowly which is what I've been doing (laughs) because I didn't want to go into weight loss mode so how do we get into weight loss mode Step one is you have to start talking to yourself and telling yourself we're going on a diet. We're going to do a diet. Whatever diet it is doesn't matter. It's, it's whatever diet you're gonna, you're, works for best for you. And that's different for everybody. But everybody, we all have to say to ourselves, okay, this is happening, self. We're going to go on a diet. Here's my coping mechanisms. Here's what I'm going to do. Then we have to prep for actually going on the diet. That means we have to lay out our meal plan. And we, you can be a little flexible as far as meal planning. I know it's really hard to be incredibly rigid and just say, today I'm only going to eat this meal and this meal. And tomorrow I'm going to eat that meal and this meal. And the next day I'm only going to eat whatever. And that's kind of how like the Nutrisystem or those... I don't even know what, like, what's the big thing now? Blue Apron or, like, Kitchen Fresh or something like HelloFresh, maybe? That's kind of what those kind of meal plans are geared toward, right? We'll send you the food. If you're like me, though, you need the flexibility to say, like, I don't feel like eating that today. I want to go rogue, and I want to eat whatever I want to eat. And, you know, I don't have really good willpower anyway. And that's how I got really fat in the first place. So trying to pretend I have really good willpower by spending all this money on these like pre-made meals is only going to make me lose more money and spend more money on fast food because now I have a really good excuse to go eat out. For me, those kinds of meal plans are just not workable. Uh, That's not true for everybody. Some people, they work great. For me, they don't work because I need the flexibility. So what works for me is listing out like five dinners and saying, okay, this week I can eat anything, one of these five dinners. 
and I'll get the ingredients ready and have them available so that I can just go to the fridge and say, tonight I'm having dinner number eight on the list. Tomorrow I'm having dinner number two. You know, I'm not going in a linear, logical step. I'm just picking whatever I feel at the moment off of this list of healthy meals that I have the ingredients for because I prepped ahead of time and I went shopping for those things. The other thing that you need to prep for in before you even start the diet phase, what are you going to snack on? So even in gastric bypass, after you have surgery, you get to have three snacks a day and these are planned snacks. So it's not like I'm gonna, I plan to eat a whole bag of chips in one sitting. That doesn't count, that's grazing, that is binging and that's the opposite of what we're wanting to accomplish here. But what we can say is when I wake up, I'm gonna eat my breakfast and my breakfast will be any of these approved breakfast items. Then three hours later, I get to eat a snack and the snack is actually gonna be like the same size as the meal but it's going to be these things that I look forward to. Like, oh, I'm so excited. I I went to the store and I found these prosciutto wrapped cheese sticks and that's what I'm gonna have for my snack with a boiled egg. Well, you have to plan ahead. You have to do the boiling of the eggs. <laughs> you have to plan ahead and you have to put the food in your bag. So these are kind of the habits, you know, adjacent that you have to do to make your diet work. You have to do the meal prep ahead of time. You have to, get your bag together and you have to remember to grab your bag every morning on the way out the door then when you're at work you set your timer every three hours I'm eating every three hours I'm eating and what that does is that sparks your metabolism at the beginning and then it keeps it fueled the whole time because you're keeping it fed and you're keeping your uh, hangry monster the one that's like, what are we gonna eat next? What are we gonna eat next? What kind of food are we doing now? What what food, 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 food. I don't know about you, but like, all I thought about was, what am I gonna eat? How am I gonna get my food? What is the next thing I have to do to get the food? What kind of food? What kind of food do I feel like eating? What's the fastest place I could get food from? You know, those thoughts just obsessively went through my mind and when you have your next meal all ready to go, you know what you're gonna eat, okay? And if it's something that you're gonna look forward to eating, that can kind of get that monster to quiet down. And you can be like, hey monster, we're gonna eat this food and we're gonna eat it in what, 15 more minutes, oh, 14 more minutes, oh, 13. <laughs> and you know, if I'm thirsty, maybe if I feel hungry, I have an approved a array of drinks I can drink. For me, I don't know about you guys, but for me, if I feel snackish, a lot of times if I go drink something, and I know that's super cliche. Oh, you're not really hungry, you're thirsty. That's not true, I'm not actually thirsty, but the act of drinking, and the act of putting that really bougie drink together causes me not to be hungry or not to obsess about the food anymore. And I know in our own minds, a lot of us aren't calling this, oh, I'm not food obsessed. It's not a food obsession. But guess what? If you're constantly thinking about it, if it is always on your mind, if it is the biggest concern in your life, this is an obsession. And it's 
we're not going to necessarily like feel like a bad person because we have a food obsession. It's just something we need to say like, oh, I didn't even know I had that. Okay, how do I deal with it? You know, we're just going to remove the stigma because who the hell cares? <laughs> I don't. You can you can tell me all your problems. Um, anyway, so now we're prepping for that. Okay, what are we going to do when our significant other wants to go out to eat uh, at a restaurant? I put together a blog about all the things a gastric bypass patient could eat at many of the most popular restaurants, chain restaurants. A lot of the restaurants now have, you know, healthy options, which are really great. And, but it's kind of hard though, because you're going to be eating out of the normal and you're going to know it. And you're, whoever you're with is going to be like, what are you doing? Why, why would we come to Chili's and you're getting a salad? That's really weird. What waste of an opportunity. And that's when you just have to say, no, I'm just excited to eat the salad from Chili's. I want to see what it tastes like. <laughs> or fajitas. Chili has really good fajitas. But it's that self-talk. It all goes back to self-talk again. Like, no, we're just changing the way we're talking about it. And, you know, people will call it out because it is different behavior. And that's okay. You can say, hey, that's really cool that you noticed that I'm doing a healthy thing. Thanks for your support. And just leave it like that, even if they're being, especially if they're not being supportive. You just say, hey, I really appreciate you being supportive of me and uh, helping me through this. That's really great. And then when you start saying that, they start acting it. <laughs> so a little tip there. But so when you're ready to start, I don't even know if I'm ready to start losing the weight, to be honest. The transition part is the hardest part because... An object at motion or an object at rest will stay at rest. An object in motion will stay in motion. In order to get that object at rest in motion, it creates, I mean, you have to give it a lot of effort. It's a lot of work. It is a task. And uh, I think that's also fair to say. I'm getting ready to do this monumental thing to get the ball rolling. Getting the ball rolling takes effort. Never underestimate that. Getting that dang ball work rolling is going to take a minute. That's where I'm at. You know, you, I don't know. I always think I'm the superhuman and I'm not. <laughs> I'm like the most average person ever. And that's okay. The superpower of mine is knowing that I'm average. <laughs> <laughs> the self-awareness of my averageness. I will use it to become super awesome. And, you know, use it too. You guys, if I'm super average, you're probably thinking the same things and it's okay. And it, But it's something that we all need to do. It's something we need to plan for. It's just like, man, I'm just not ready to get into weight loss mode. It, that's okay. You know what? Then you're not ready this spend this time eating normally spend this time looking at your food patterns that you have right this minute and say what do I gravitate toward what do I want what do I what why do I want it am I gonna feel comforted like like it's okay go be comforted by your food right now this is the time to do it we're prepping for the weight loss and that's a super important step 
cannot forget. I am not trying to use it as a procrastination method. <laughs> it's, it's an important step. It's the prep step. And we have to do it to be successful. Today I bought 12 dozen cookies. I didn't eat the whole bag. You know, what a what an amazing thing. I didn't eat the whole bag. I have some left over happily and I don't feel deprived. And it's something that, like that is a huge accomplishment. And it's something that you can accomplish too, if you start thinking about it. So your challenge this week is to look at your food behaviors. What are your behaviors right now? Don't judge yourself. There's no judgment. You're just gonna say, what am I gravitating toward and what could I replace that with? That's your goal. What could I replace that with? And when I have those answers, maybe I'll feel more ready to really dive in. And and maybe once I really start prepping my meals out and start practicing the meals, you know, tonight maybe I'll make a meal off of the diet plan and see if I even like it. Huge, huge, huge. There, I mean, this cannot be overstated. That is absolutely work that has to be done. You can do it now. It's all right. Just think about it. Just start looking around and being a little more self-aware. And in a couple weeks, maybe we'll jump into weight loss. Like active weight loss. Real weight loss mode. Today, let's just look and see what are our patterns of behavior and which ones do we feel like we need to change all right you guys as always check out the blog for more this hyphen authentic hyphen life.com check out the youtube send me a message to say hi and until then happy weight loss